Greetings, welcome, bienvenidos, hola, aloha, nihao, namaste, konnichiwa, bonjour, bonjourno, sawadee karab, guten tak, jao, viva katbang, day, jai janendra, salam, shalom, peace, now, go vegan, peace, how, go vegan, from the uh, Russia-phobic new New right left coast of the genetically mutated McNugget pharmaceutical vivisection prison killitary industrial core poor nation in the cheese covered post constitutional bankster bankrupt corruptocracy mocracy criminocracy unchallenged by media mediocrity um, food born in the NSA NRA uh, CIA USA home of Uncle Sam Manila where they sure do eat a lot of dead animal body parts and the Wall Street-backed corporate diet of death, disease, and destruction is shoved down your throat. This is Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. And uh, I, am, I am the uh, anti-environmentalist environmentalist. Uh, I've just been looking around at some of the websites of the major environmental groups, 350.org, Sierra Club, Greenpeace, so uh yeah i'm uh, i'm definitely the anti-environmentalist environmentalist um i don't know because your typical sierra club type um environmentalist or 350.org or uh, greenpeace environmentalist i think is anti-environment um you know, we have uh, all the Earth Day activities happening this month and the march on the 29th in Washington, D.C., the People's Climate March 2017. And uh, I've sent around a flyer. I've posted it on Facebook, Go Vegan Radio, and Bob Linden, and on Twitter at Go Vegan Radio. Uh, so there's a PDF of the flyer. April is Go Vegan to Stop Climate Change Month. So... Um, occasionally I you know in front of the mirror just to entertain myself um, I, I do what I did as, as a child I, I, I try to do uh, JFK imitations did everybody my age was doing a JFK imitation in uh, his or her youth just as we were uh, you know pretending we're the, we were the Beatles and, and growing our hair over our eyebrows for the first time so and uh, I just I just wonder if, if JFK were here today, what what would he be saying but something like, ask not what your country can do for climate change. Ask what you can do for climate change. And uh, the answer will be go vegan. Um, I have no idea what how saying go vegan in a New England accent would be. But that was my best uh, New England accent there. It was, you know, the ask not. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Well, I say, ask not what your country can do for climate change, because it's not going to do anything. Ask what you can do for climate change, because that's the only thing that will stop climate change. The answer is you have to go vegan. Now, I don't see that anywhere. I don't see anywhere on, I mean, we, we, this is, you know, it's, it's it's April. It's Earth Day month. It's Climate March month, and you look at 350.org and the Sierra Club and Greenpeace. I, 
I think we need to ask them a question. Each, each, each one of these organizations, we need to ask, what is the number one cause of climate change? Because they don't seem to know. And you would think, as the leading environmental groups, that's something they might know, like animal agriculture. Animal agriculture is the number one cause of climate change. I don't see that anywhere on any of these websites. I see nothing about going vegan on any of these websites. Um, let's see, what, 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 what do we celebrate on, on, on these websites here? Um, move my laptop around. I'm sure I'm going to knock the microphone down. One of these days we will get ergonomically comfortable, but, you know, why should we be? When, when, when other people doing podcasts aren't comfortable, why should we be comfortable, right? So uh, if I'm looking at 350.org, um, it's talking about the People's Climate March 2017 by the numbers. So what's uh, what do we see? What are we celebrating here? Oh, by the numbers. The, the, the very first highlight on the People's Climate March 2017 page is the, the very first highlight is 1,254 miles. What is that celebrating here? It celebrates that, uh, well, that's uh, how far... Uh, riders uh, will travel on a bus from Wichita, Kansas, uh, to the People's Climate March, and that's the uh, longest bus ride to the Climate March, uh, apparently. The, the longest bus trip to get to the Climate March uh, is from Wichita, Kansas. Isn't that exciting that uh, people will be wasting the, the gas that it takes to go 1,254 miles on a march to nowhere, <laughs> uh, and that's uh, look at the look at the page there, 350.org. Isn't that exciting? We'll have to we'll have to congratulate the people uh, coming off the bus from Wichita in Washington D.C. Congratulate them that they're on the bus that came the most miles to accomplish nothing, um, and and perhaps people at the airport there, right? Ronald Reagan Airport, Dulles Airport. What do you have to do to, what kind of criminal do you have to be to have an airport named after you? Um, so, okay, so there's that. Uh, uh, all these people flying to Washington, D.C., wasting jet fuel as they waste jet fuel, going to all these climate change conferences, Copenhagen, Paris, everywhere, where they accomplish nothing, accomplish nothing. Uh, let me scroll down this 350.org page here a little bit. Um, and okay, so the next number after we celebrate the longest bus ride uh, to the climate march, oh, then the next by the numbers it says three days, three days. What does that mean? Um, three days is how long a group of fishermen uh, will be traveling by boat uh, to protect their livelihoods and communities. Uh, part of the climate <laughs> you whoa look at this so now fishermen are, are are the second most important after the people taking the longest bus ride to the climate march 350.org celebrates fishermen the the oceans are completely depleted there is no responsible fishing um and yet here we are it's it's like giving the uh 
the, the climate seal of approval, huh? the environmentalist seal of approval to fishermen because they're going to take a three-day boat ride to promote fishing at the climate march. Well, isn't this a special climate march? Huh? This is really uh, quite amazing. Um, we're celebrating the longest bus ride. Let's see, what else? Um, Oh, it goes down. It talks about 2016, the highlights of 2016. Oh, look, 182 politicians participated in 2016. That got us pretty far down the road, right? Uh-huh. Uh, 22 and growing, what's that? Uh, uh, the number of blocks uh, in the march. Whoa, we're celebrating that the march uh, extended 22 blocks. Wow, that is so impressive. Uh, are we talking about anything important here related to climate change? Apparently not yet. Uh, let's see what else here. Um, and then, oh, 50 enormous circular banners. This is what 350.org celebrates um, as, is, is this climate activism? What's going on here? Uh, Fib and Bill McKibben is turning out to be quite the showman, quite the... Quite the environmental clown, I would say. Um, so they celebrate 50 enormous circular banners. So I guess, you know, using up that vinyl, the plastic, the oil for that uh, is okay uh, as we protest against fossil fuels by wasting fossil fuels getting to the climate march. And then uh, what else is on this page? Uh, celebrating 50-plus um, marching bands and choruses. So... Uh, I guess uh, we're going to uh, defeat climate change by uh, singing, singing, and, and, and yeah, you know, so. Uh, this, of, of course, this climate movement makes absolutely no sense. Uh, what's the number one cause of climate change, 350.org? Um, the number one cause of climate change is the lack of uh, marching band music. I think that's uh, uh, the, the number two cause of climate change is we don't have enough circular banners. Uh, the number three cause of climate change, people aren't taking long enough uh, bus trips uh, with their circular banners um, and, and, the, and the tuba, you know, the tuba in the, uh, uh, you know, uh, luggage compartment. And uh, we're celebrating fishermen. So... Uh, that's that's what the climate march has become, uh, a celebration of fishermen. I look at EcoWatch here. It says, global fish stocks depleted to alarming levels. This is from a few months ago um, from EcoWatch. Um, it says, if we keep pulling fish out of our waterways at this rate, we're going to run out of fish. Well, you know, it's it's actually the fish who, who are running out of fish. They're running out of their own lives, and we don't leave them alone, and we uh, take them out of the water and eat them. You know, they're full of heavy metals, mercury, you know, fat, cholesterol. So uh, not brain food. We're really not using our brains if we're eating fish. But, okay, so uh, the oceans are running out of fish. Uh, it says uh, the Guardian has revealed that due to vast overfishing, nearly 90% of global fish stocks are either fully fished or overfished based on a new uh, analysis from the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization. There it is again, the FAO, um, who always actually 
you know, actually kind of just sweetens it a little bit. So if this is what the FAO is saying, it's going to be even worse. The FAO is uh, the organization which is influenced by the livestock industry. It is a part of the livestock industry. Uh, it's a member of an international alliance that wants to uh, meet the demand uh, and increase demand for so-called livestock products by 70 percent by 2050. So uh, this uh, UN Food and Agriculture Organization has been a pro-animal agriculture organization for forever. Um, it wrote uh, Livestock's Long Shadow some years back where it said, whoa, look out, animal agriculture is responsible for 18 percent of um, human-generated uh, uh, greenhouse gas emissions. So that, that was the FAO, uh, you know, which is influenced by the livestock industry, estimating 18%, which in itself is more than all transportation combined. Uh, that 18% represents more than all boats and trucks and cars and planes and, you know, all, all the people taking the bus to the climate march and flying there and the jet fuel and all of that. Uh, the FAO still came out with a report showing uh, the leading role of animal agriculture. Then um, the uh, livestock people were a little upset. It didn't reflect too well on them uh, that their industry was, uh, you know, uh, was being revealed that uh, the industry is worse than the transportation industry. So the FAO uh, came out with a later report saying, no, 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 we, we didn't mean 18%. We, we mean 14%. Um, we're not going to tell you why we're, we're making this adjustment. Um, actually, they didn't really tell us why they came out with 18% um, in the first place, because that assessment, Livestock's Long Shadow, was analyzed by the world's top climate specialists at the World Bank, Robert Goodland and Jeff Anhang, and uh, those climate specialists said, What's going on here? 18%? No, 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 no. It's uh, at least 51%. That's what the top climate specialists in the world say. Animal agriculture is responsible for at least 51% of all human-caused greenhouse gas emissions. So 51% represents what kind of number? Let's see. Well, going back to my Stuyvesant High School, Math and Science High School in New York City, I would say 51% has got to be higher than everything else combined um, if, uh, if they haven't changed you know, the, the, the number system around since I was in high school. Anything's possible. So, uh, so, 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 so there you have it. And uh, Goodland and Anhang looked at uh, the FAO report and they saw how they misrepresented numbers, they underestimated certain things, they omitted certain things, they, you know, they used numbers from 1962. It's just, um, it was horrible. So it's discredited. But again, the FAO is um, a, a pro-livestock organization. And here it is coming out saying the oceans are depleted. So you can, you, it, they're, it's probably even worse than uh, what, what it's saying here says, uh, meanwhile, the organization, oh, and, uh, this is uh, from EcoWatch, continuing. Meanwhile, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development forecasted 17% uh, rise in fish production by, by what? 
by 2025. How, how will that be? How will that be? Uh, it says, the FAO report, the, uh, the State of World Fisheries and Aquaculture 2016, and, and I bet if uh, climate specialists at the World Bank looked at this report, they'd say, whoa, it's wor worse than this. But just taking it as uh, what this report says from the FAO, it says uh, um, in its report, uh, demonstrates that global fish consumption per capita has reached record high levels due to aquaculture and, uh, and firm demand with the average person now eating roughly 44 pounds of fish per year compared to only 22 pounds in the 1960s. And that represents 44 pounds more um, than I consume in a year because I am vegan. I am not depleting the oceans by eating 44 pounds or one pound, actually. Uh, it says here in EcoWatch, uh, additionally, the report found that people are now consuming more farmed fish than wild-caught fish for the first time. Those farms are horribly polluting, um, pathogen-ridden, um, and, and the fish farms, uh, you know, what are, the fish, what are the fish eating? They're eating other fish. So uh, other fish have to be killed to feed the fish in the fish farms. Um, so, uh, so efficient, aren't we, in, in feeding ourselves? Um, okay, it says, despite this, the UN agency warns that uh, fish from natural marine resources are still being uh, over-harvested at biologically unsustainable levels. Uh, global marine fish stocks have not improved overall despite notable progress in some areas, the report says. For instance, in the Mediterranean and Black Sea, 59% uh, of uh, assessed uh, stocks uh, are fished at biologically unsustainable levels, a uh, situation that the report authors described as alarming, alarming. Fishing is alarming to the environment, yet fishermen are uh, featured at, uh, at the, the, the 2017 climate march. They're, they're being applauded. By, they're being cheered by 350.org. Look, it's the fishermen. They, they rode their boats for, for three days to get here. Yay, fishermen. Go. We, we need to help them go fish. We need, Go fish. They, they, you know what? They need to play the card game, go fish, and stop fishing. And, uh, you know, throw, throw a little seaweed in with the tofu, and boom, you're there. there you're, you're satisfied there's fish. Or uh, doesn't Gardein? Gardein has some uh, fish tacos or... or, or Vegan fish, if you, if you have the urge for fish uh, without, uh, you know, just completely decimating the oceans, which is, I mean, that's where the oceans are right now. The oceans are decimated. Um, what does it say here? The Guardian noted that aquaculture, which is poised to overtake wild-caught fish as the source of uh, most, fish most fish consumption uh, in 2021, is a major industry. Um, that benefits trade, employment, and uh, diets in the developing world. Can you believe this? This is this is horrible. Uh, so there's there's a biased account um, from EcoWatch, and uh, fish is not healthy. 
fish is not healthy and uh, fish oil We've depleted the oceans for fish oil I mean, it's just really uh, quite amazing uh, and yet they uh, they they still you know jobs I guess it's jobs huh the the aquaculture so uh, they have to uh, they have to push it but you know fish heavy metals high in heavy metals how do you get your mercury you know from fish um, the pollution the pathogens at, at the fish farms really quite amazing um, heavy metals uh, High in cholesterol, high in fat, um, not healthy, and fish have feelings too. You know, if you haven't noticed, look, they have eyes. They have eyes. They can see just like we do. Uh, but they can swim better than we can. So, you know, we're so superior, you know. But fish swim better than you do. Um, and they wouldn't deplete the oceans. Nuke. So uh, celebrate the celebrate fishermen at the 2017 climate march in Washington D.C. Think ahead. How am I doing the show today? I am doing it by. I guess I'll just see what uh, what tabs I have open, and that'll be the show. Whatever whatever tabs I still have left open. What's this one here? Oh, I'm doing the paperwork for. Um, for Radio Bobby, for our online music station, our 24-7 online music station, coming soon. Um, and uh, I, do, I do think that that's, it's a form of vegan activism. Uh, it's either, as I said, a form of vegan activism or, uh, you know, going to be one of the best music radio stations, just a form of uh, love for music. But, uh, of course, there will be no commercials for, for, for fish tacos. Or, or any fish or meat or dairy or eggs or honey or feather, leather, wool, silk, fur. So um, we're putting together what I believe uh, you will find to be an amazing music radio station. And you'll never have to hear a commercial for McDevils or Murder King or When Dies or Kills Jr. or Jack the Ripper in the Box or you know, all of those up Chuck E. Cheese. None of that stuff. So uh, it's going to be a music radio station for vegans and uh, people who are not vegan yet. Uh, just, you know, everybody's welcome. Just the music lover is welcome. And then that music lover will hear uh, about animal issues, uh, vegan issues, uh, health, environment. Uh, you know, but that'll be the uh, composition of our news and, and features. And I do believe uh, you will find this to be the music experience of a lifetime. I just posted about this. We're trying to raise money. We, this is uh, going to be a monthly cost. We're going to have to pay music publishing fees um, like ASCAP, BMI, Sound Exchange. On a monthly basis, we have to pay music publishing fees to be legal to pay to play music online, and that compensates the artists. So we're not just Taking their taking their work and you know, using it without uh, they're getting compensated for it, uh, but that is a monthly expense, and we're asking that you support Go Vegan Radio right now. That you support, uh, you know, what the world needs now is uh, yeah, love, sweet love, and uh, great new 
positive uh, music radio station with just all kinds of great music. I mean, it'll be a radio station like you've never heard. I mean, that's uh, Radio Bobby coming soon. Please support us. And, uh, and how did I get to talking about this? Because that's one of the tabs that's open on my computer now on the laptop. I'm finishing off doing the paperwork. Uh, and uh, I have to uh, um, do the contracts for the music publishing fees. So we'll do that. Now, uh, on to, I go on to the uh, Sierra Club uh, website. We, we looked at 350.org, celebrating uh, long bus trips and, uh, and, and long boat rides, actually. So um, the, the more you have to travel to the Climate March, uh, the better to 350.org, uh, which is opposed to the use of fossil fuels. Um, and, and what's the deal? Like we, we, we keep saying with oil, like leave it in the ground, right? So, it's, so that's oil, yeah, leave it in the ground. How about fish? Leave them in the water. How, yeah, fish, leave them in the oceans. Fish, leave them in the rivers and in the lakes. Leave them alone. Look at how destructive we are to this planet. You know, I mean, depleting uh, these beautiful creatures, you know. They have a right to the planet too. They they go along, sw you know, they're swimming along, minding their own business, and then suddenly they're all, you know, together, you know, like in, a, in you know, in, in this huge net, or, you know, it's like it's like you going to Whole Foods or something, you know, and and you go, oh look, a beautiful organic apple, and you take a bite of the apple, and there's a hook in it, and it grabs you by the mouth, and you know, drags you through the through the streets and into the ocean, you know. Fishing, what a sport, huh? Nothing but trickery. It's like trick. Here, here fish, we're going to trick you, okay? We're, we're going to trick you. Look, this is a sport. We're going to sit here. We're going to sit here in our pickup truck and set up the fishing rod, and uh, we're going to trick you. What a great sport. Uh, what a great food. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, what a great species we are, aren't we? So uh, we go to the Sierra Club website, again, one of the top environmental groups, uh, Climate March coming up. Um, and again, all it seems to care about, that you, you go right to the Sierra Club website, and it says, um, okay, so uh, it, it says, uh, it has a pop-up, it has a pop-up ad, it's uh, Fight Back Against Trump. We stand together, donate now. You got that? So that's the uh, first thing you see at the uh, Sierra Club website. Of course, uh, Donald Trump has brought us to the uh, tipping point of, of, you know, where, you know, we're on the verge of environmental collapse. Of course, it's Donald Trump's fault. So, um, so that's, that's their, you know, main point right there. Fight back against Trump. We stand together, donate now. Oh, by the way, I also wanted to get in on the action, seeing how uh, prosperous the Democrat National Committee became uh, by, you know, it's, we're not Trump, send money. We're not Trump, send money. And here you see it works in the environmental movement too, uh, the Sierra Club. Fight back against Trump. We stand together. Donate now. So, um Hey, I, I need donations, too. I have to support Radio Bobby. I have to support the show. You know, there are events that we produce. We owe money. You know, we're like, 
So um, Donald Trump is president. That means please donate to Go Vegan Radio now, okay? Donald Trump is president. You must donate to Go Vegan Radio now because of it. Uh, you can go to uh, GoVeganRadio.com and find the donate button. Remember, donate now. Donald Trump is president. Uh, now, nothing on the Sierra Club page there to... Uh, Let's see. No, I don't see anything about the number one cause of climate change. No, nothing about that. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, it looks like... Uh, oh, and you know what's so amazing, too? It's like, fight back uh, against Trump. Where were you the last eight years or the last 16 years? But, you know, for, for Obama, why weren't we fighting back against Obama? who created a fracking in infrastructure with Hillary Clinton, we're going to have to li live with that for the next 40 years. That's what Obama and Hillary Clinton gave us. Hillary Clinton was the ambassador for fracking around the world. She visited 80 countries on behalf of oil companies. So we get upset that the ExxonMobil former what CEO uh, is uh, Secretary of State. Um, well... You know, what's what's what, what's the difference in policy? Why, you know, okay, so we're going to sign petitions and, and we want to divest from ExxonMobil. That's not going to save us from climate change. Now, the top climate specialists tell us that the only solution is a population shift to vegan living. People who consume meat, dairy, fish, and eggs have to switch. They have to go vegan. 50 to 85% of them have to do it by 2020 or it'll be too late. So uh, so send a donation to the Sierra Club uh, because uh, Donald Trump is president and we stand together. Why didn't we stand together against the pipelines that happened under Obama? Ten times uh, the, the number of pipelines, you know, than, than, um, than, than the XL, you know, I mean, ten, ten times the, the, the uh, um, uh, you know, um, amount, uh, you know, length. Uh, under Obama, look at look at all the permits he gave for for drilling in the in the Gulf Coast, and uh, how about uh, Jerry Brown is governor of California, uh, so uh, so so we stand together, donate to Go Vegan Radio or, or <laughs> donate to the Sierra Club for that matter. Jerry Brown, an oil man, under him California is all fracked up. The central the, the, the Central Valley is collapsing on itself uh, because of fracking in California under the Democrat administration of Governor Moonbeam. But, uh, you know, we, we, we stand against Trump, um, so please donate, okay? So there's a donate button at GoVeganRadio.com. So animal agriculture is the number one cause of climate change. So, uh, oh, okay, so yeah, Trump stakes. There you go, Trump stakes. Um, please donate to Go Vegan Radio because, you know, Trump stakes. Um, of course, if Hillary were elected, uh, we'd be talking about Tyson chicken and Tyson quite a bit, uh, which, uh, you know, was the first source of her wealth. Uh, she and Bill in Arkansas allowed Tyson to poison the drinking water there. Uh, with excrement, 
uh, and then suddenly uh, she benefits financially. So, oh yeah, she seems so sincere about the water in Flint, Michigan. What about the, the water in Arkansas? Um, but okay, that's okay. Uh, when, when Democrats do war, you know, it's, it's a good war. When Democrats pollute and destroy the environment, it, it's good destruction. Uh, I mean, look, look at what happened. You know, everybody hating Trump, hating Trump, and he drops a big bomb, and suddenly, oh, all right, we, we, now, now Brian Williams loves him. Brian Williams is just so excited. He, he looked at the pictures of, of, of the, you know, the images of the bombs dropping, and he, he called them beautiful pictures. That's what a sick society we are, uh, you know, nourished by violence. We are what we eat. Uh, a beautiful picture is, is a bomb going off, people getting killed. Um, so, you know, Trump was awful until he dropped some bombs. Now people are saying he looks presidential. He looks presidential. Well, you know something? Environmental destruction is presidential also. Um, and we, we got plenty of it from Obama. And we'll continue to get plenty of it from Trump. But uh, Trump uh, didn't bring us to where we are right now. Um, actually, your appetite for meat, dairy, fish, and eggs did. Um, but you wouldn't know that from the top environmental groups who are uh, staging a climate march and uh, want you to donate to them because they're against climate change, even though they don't seem to know the number one cause. Did you see the look on the face of the guy from the Sierra Club in Cowspiracy? You know, it's like phew, unbelievable. I guess you know if you're a, if you're an addict, you know if you're addicted to meat, dairy, fish, and eggs, um, you know. I mean, th th there's only so much that you're you're willing to sacrifice for the planet, right? So, I mean, yeah, complain about Exxon Mobil and coal and pipelines, but uh, what? Got to give up my meat? Uh, now you're asking too much. Forget it. Climate change. We, climate change is all right with me. And it seems to be okay with the Sierra Club because we, we just keep getting nonsense from the Sierra Club. Um, so I went to its website. Nothing there about animal agriculture being the number one cause. Nothing there about going vegan being the only solution. And we're told it's the only solution by the world's top climate specialists, Robert Goodland and Jeff Anhang, uh, who have done the only uh, peer-reviewed, uh, rev accepted uh, in the scientific community assessment of the impact of animal agriculture on climate. But uh, I don't know. You won't hear that on fake news. Brian Williams, he won't hear. He's too busy. Look, beautiful pictures. The bombs are dropping. Okay, so here's the Sierra Club website. What do I see here? Promoting sustainable food. Oh, let's look at that. That might be. Maybe there is something here. Did I miss something? So it says, okay, promoting sustainable food, food that's good for people and the planet. Okay, Sierra Club, what have you got to say here? Food is life. Food is happiness. Food is love. Our relationship with it is universal, primal, historic, rich in tradition and pride. Right now, most of us do not know where our food comes from. A greedy elite are industrializing, commodifying, and controlling every aspect of our food system, from uh, genome to grocery store. They're growing our food on huge uh, monoculture farms, spraying genetically modified crops with 
obscene amounts of chemicals and feeding these crops to factory farmed animals. The result is a broken, uh, is a broken system. Soils drained of nutrients, uh, poisoned waterways, and the destruction of a pr uh, precious diversity of crop uh, varieties that have enabled human societies to thrive from the uh, mountains to the coast for millennia. So uh, it says, at the other end of the food chain, urban consumers, especially the poor, have little choice but to buy prepackaged food uh, built devoid of nutrition. It says, feeding the world's growing population is no small challenge, but the false solutions pushed by big industrial farming corporations, GMOs, and toxic pesticides, to name a few, come at steep costs for the environment and human health. It says here on the Sierra Club page, did you know six big agriculture giants control nearly 70% of the world's seed market, much of which has been genetically modified so they can reap profits on every seed they sell. Four global corporations control 75% of all global grain trade. The top 10 global food processing companies control 26% of global food markets. And the livestock sector accounts for, uh-oh, Sierra Club caught you. The livestock sector accounts for 14% of greenhouse gas emissions worldwide, roughly equivalent to emissions from the transportation sector. So uh, the Sierra Club is uh, ignorant, ignorant, irresponsible, anti-environment. Uh, if it's quoting a 14% figure, it really doesn't know. I, you know, I don't know if any of the figures I just mentioned prior to that are true now that I, I see that it's using uh, false figures here. All right, what else does it say on, on its page, these uh, clowns at the Sierra Club? I mean, they're imposters, you know, like donate. Hey, Trump is president. Donate to the Sierra Club. And uh, we, we won't, uh, oh, I think they're doing uh, a hike on Earth Day. That's the big thing. All right, so, so it looks like a national hike on Earth Day. Yeah, the Sierra Club should take a hike. Yeah, take a hike, Sierra Club. It says fixing our food system. A growing food movement uh, is starting to uh, form around the world. More people are demanding to know where their food is coming from. Farmers and communities are reclaiming control over uh, the seeds of life and the right to self-determination through the food they grow and eat. A number of far-sighted corporations are looking to meet the evolving demands of the consumers uh, they serve with a food system that matches their growing shift in consciousness. It probably means, uh, you know, like HSUS, the Humane Society of the United States, is part of that same international livestock uh, alliance that wants to meet the increased demand uh, by 2050, 70% demand for livestock products. So HSUS is a member, and uh, it can make uh, consumers feel better. Um, you know, the HSUS will give its stamp of approval on, on animal welfare, so people will feel that, oh, okay, the animals are, are being treated well. It's like... Uh, 
giving uh, giving a 350.org uh, seal of approval to fishermen. Oh, yeah, fishing. That's good for the environment. Good, yeah. So anyway here, what else does it say? It's against chemical fertilizers, GMO seeds. Um, it's a future in which people from all walks of... So, um, so there you have it. You have uh, a, a whole page on promoting sustainable food from the Sierra Club. And not one mention that uh, production of meat, dairy, fish, and eggs production. Whoops, knock over the microphone, please. Okay, don't mind if I do. Yikes. All right, wires are tangled. Typical. Okay, Sudhanshu's Law. My friend Sudhanshu says, you know, really, wires, any wires, you know, wherever they are, if they're across the room from each other, they eventually will figure out a way to get tangled. And uh, I'll figure out a way to knock over the microphone during the show. So um, the only sustainable food is, uh, is is basically is vegan. You know, I mean, when you come right down to it, there, there's you know, I mean, but, but we don't see that from the Sierra Club. So um, it's a betrayal of our trust. Uh, we would expect to be getting uh, the proper information from places like 350.org, the Sierra Club, and uh, Greenpeace, Greenpeace also, you know, all it talks about there is uh, renewable energy. That's, you know, not a word about animal agriculture because obviously all the people at Greenpeace are eating meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. And so they'll just uh, point their fingers at coal and, you know, they'll uh, talk about renewable, uh, renewable energy. I don't see anything mentioned by 350.org, the Sierra Club, or uh, Greenpeace, that a renewable energy infrastructure would take 20 years and $35 trillion. Where is that inf information here? It's like, this is like fake environmental news, you know? I mean, uh, it's like these, these groups are just, you know, doing more to destroy the environment. And, and what good does it do to all come together and march and hold hands and sing songs and carry signs, waste the paper, waste the jet fuel, um, when we're not talking about the only solution, which is going vegan? But no, these, these groups, um, you know, they just, oh, what happened? Ah, wait, oh, now my plug came out of the computer. Hang on. Now I lost my screen. Hang on. Let's see if it'll come back and I don't have to restart it because I just wanted to come on. Hurry up. This is tangled on here to the wire for my beard trimmer. Come back, come back. No, come back. Come back. You weren't off that long. Okay. All right. Looks like by the plug coming out of my computer, I'm gonna have to restart it. So maybe that would make it a good time for a break, probably. So, um, oh, I don't have the button to go to the music for a break, do I? I don't think I do. Well, let me hit this button here. What's the worst that can happen? I'm hitting this button. Does music come on? Maybe. Okay. Well, anyway, um, it's time for a break. I have to untangle my wires here. Uh, and get the uh, beer trimmer charger out of my... Um... 
Okay, we'll continue. <laughs> it's no vegan radio with Bob Linder and no vegan radio.com. Uh, apparently, this is the only real environmentalism. I know. Sad to say it, but uh, you're going to get a solution to climate change. Apparently, you get it from Go Vegan Radio. I will not be profit. Donate. You can find the donate button at goveganradio.com. I see that Jacob has taken over my computer screen. So, um, oh, so I don't use that button there. I have to hit this mic button up here, I think, today. We're experimenting. This is our second week uh, doing YouTube, YouTube live event. So I'm either, uh, my mic is either off and you haven't been hearing a thing I'm saying for a while, or I'm going to turn it off now. I think I'm turning it off and you can hear everything I say that I don't, I don't want you to hear. veganradio.com on Facebook Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden there are two Bob Linden pages there maxed out still join me and be my friend although I think we are trying to put together uh, a new Facebook group a new Go, a new Go Vegan Radio um, Facebook group um, so that's happening Radio Bobby is happening um, you know I posted something what, within the last day or so about uh, putting Radio Bobby together. And I Googled myself uh, to see if any of the old press is still out there uh, about me. Uh, from my old radio days as program director, I came up with something from uh, Jazzy 100, where I guess, where was it? What was it, the mid 90s that I was in Washington, D.C., as program director of Jazzy 100? That was written up in the Washington Post. And uh, I have that uh, that article posted on Facebook and Twitter as part of our Radio Bobby Spiel. Uh, we would like you to donate so that we can create our 24-7 online radio station, music radio station. Um, and uh, we are looking for sponsors and advertisers, of course, vegan products only. And... Uh, I think you're going to be quite amazed and happy with the music that you hear. And I appreciate the initial support 
for Radio Bobby uh, from Vegetarian House, vegan restaurant in San Jose. Vegetarian House has been supportive of this, our weekly two-hour radio show, our talk show for years. Vegetarian House has been supportive, and uh, we greatly appreciate that. The talk show will continue. Um, radio Bobby comes on. We're just adding that on as new vegan activism uh, or new great music uh, enjoyment and entertainment, uh, whichever you prefer. And uh, so this, this show, of course, will continue on a weekly basis. And again, thanks for support from Vegetarian House, vegan restaurant in San Jose, one of the best vegan restaurants in the world. It is iconic. It has an amazing menu. Look at that international cuisine. Check it out at vegetarianhouse.us. And that's where you can see the menu. Vegetarian House at 520 East Santa Clara Street. Vegetarian House caters. So if you have an event coming up in the Bay Area, a business event, a social event, you're getting married, you want the other people attending to be happy, uh, well, you know, the ingredients are usually good food, good music, good talk. You know, that'll do it, right? So, but, but any, any, one, any one of those goes sour, you know. Uh, you don't want that happening. So, uh, you know, Vegetarian House just has a great reputation. It caters so many events in the Bay Area. And uh, you will love it. Vegetarianhouse.us closed on Tuesdays. Um, and also, I would like to thank Eric Weissman of Evolution, Evolution Dog and Cat Food, Vegan Dog and Cat Food, uh, for supporting this program. Uh, Daisy happens to love Evolution. Uh, she's sitting here right uh, next to me. Uh, we're all tangled up in, in various wires here together. Uh, so, so for Evolution, by the way, um, you, you get 25% off your first order of dry food. So the uh, phone number to call to order at Evolution is 800-659-0104. Eight hundred six five nine zero one zero four to order Evolution dog and cat food. Um, we have it around the house, and the cats uh, cats seem to like it a lot too. I have a number of friends who, you know, just uh, you know, you want everyone in the family to go vegan. The dogs, the cats, and with Evolution, I mean, there are case histories of dogs living uh, up to twenty one plus years uh those are human years right so uh so with evolution uh documentation of dogs living up to 21 plus years cats living 22 plus years on evolution dog and cat food so 25 percent off uh, first order of dry food if you're a new patron um 20 percent off the first wednesday of every month on dry food and 10% on canned food. So if you order on the first Wednesday of the month, you get 20% off dry food or 10% off canned food. And then um, also Eric uh, and uh, Evolution, Eric Weissman offers special price breaks uh, to people who are financially challenged. So uh, you can call and talk about your situation and uh, get get a price break. So uh, that uh, your uh, your members, uh, your dogs and cats in the family, uh, eat eat healthy, eat healthily. 
Um, so the number again is 800-659-0104, 800-659-0104. There are new flavors all the time in case you wind up wanting to share the food <laughs> with the dogs and cats in your family. Now there's uh, gourmet pasta. There's also gourmet fondue. And uh, now also the uh, grain-free, gluten-free, hypoallergenic, uh, that's uh, called Maximum Life. You can order Maximum Life from Evolution, grain-free, gluten-free, hypoallergenic, uh, especially recommended for animals with urinary tract uh, challenges. So for improved urinary tract health, uh, there is Maximum Life uh, from Evolution. That phone number again, 800-659-0104. Tell them Bob Linden sent you. Um, let's see. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm outraged uh, and, uh, you know, Life in the 21st century, life in America. Are, are you normal if you're not outraged? Um, and I'm, I'm outraged. You know, it's April, Earth Day, climate march on the 29th in Washington, D.C., and cities all around the country and around the globe, in fact. And we can't get a word of truth from uh, the climate industry, the uh, uh, climate charity industry. So... Um, just nothing about animal agriculture, nothing about going vegan. Bill McKibben of 350.org says, you know, who are we to deprive third world countries of the, the pleasure of eating meat? So that's, that's the attitude at 350.org uh, regarding uh, what is the only solution for climate change, a worldwide population shift to veganism. But uh, we don't hear that uh, from 350.org, right, Daisy? Not a word of truth. It's all, it's fake environmentalism from these environmental groups. So, you know, what you should do, uh, what I recommend is that you attend the Climate March or Climate March in your area, Earth Day events, and hand out the flyer that we produced. April is Go Vegan to Stop Climate Change Month. Uh, I posted it on Facebook. I posted it on Twitter. There's a, a PDF link. So you can uh, print that uh, and hand it to the to the fishermen as they get off their uh, as they get off the boat after they they travel for three days to come out there and uh, promote fishing as environmental activism. You can hand it to the people you know coming from the Midwest on the longest the longest bus ride to the climate march, which 350 celebrates, and then you get the Sierra Club, which you know in the past. You know, I, I don't think I actually posted this response. I spoke about it. Should I get into this again? I don't know. It's it's April. It's climate month. Or it's it's well, it's actually uh, well, it's uh, it, it's go vegan to stop climate change month. Actually, that's what April is. Um, so what I wrote, what I, what I guess I'm, I'm I still intend to post this. I don't think I posted it. You know, I I, I said I discussed the stupidest article. I've ever read on my radio program recently, and then I have a link here, uh, which if I ever post it, you'll see this and you'll see the link. Um, and I, I really, you know, from the Sierra Club, it's such an insult to intelligence. Um, 
So I think, yeah, instead of just commenting on that show, I have to provide a written response. I'll have to post it because, I mean, what it really comes down to, the Sierra Club is a fraud, uh, really, in much the same way as the Humane Society, uh, Society of the United States is. I mean, you know, when, when you have when you have a climate march that celebrates fishermen, I mean, that's like having an animal rights conference featuring butchers, you know, and uh, oops, I forgot. The Humane Society of the United States and Mercy for Animals were, uh, and the Humane League were at uh, the Animal Rights Conference. So what an upside down world in which we live, huh? Left is right, right is left, up is down. Um, butchers are animal activists. Fishermen uh, are environmentalists. And uh, the Sierra Club is an environmental organization. How do you like that? 350.org is an environmental. Why? Why are they environmental organizations? Why? What qualifies Greenpeace to be an environmental organization? Isn't it pushing fur now? Uh, the, the acceptable Greenpeace fur? I don't know. What? These are scams and shams. Scams and shams. Uh, all right. So uh, let me see. So let me see if I can just get into a little bit about the Sierra Club article again. It's so annoying. Um, so it said, uh, yeah, just as really, and, and, you know, you have the Humane Society of the United States, Mercy for Animals, the Humane League. Uh, they're, they're all feeding us meat, you know? They're, you know, they're all feeding, they're all feeding us meat. Uh, hard to believe, right? Humane meat, cage-free eggs, uh, sustainable, what, fish? I, I don't know. Anything caught, anything caught by those fishermen who are, um, you know, coming to uh, the climate march, who are, who are riding their boat there for three days, anything they catch uh, is uh, sustainable fish, right? Environmental fish. The, the, the fish. the fish that environmentalists eat. Huh? So, uh, and, you know, the Sierra Club also inexplicably feeds us meat, uh, the production and consumption of which are humanity's most destructive environmental actions. Uh, There are no legitimate rationalizations for the production and consumption of meat, dairy, fish, eggs, and honey from either animal advocates or environmentalists. Animal agriculture has been revealed, as I said, to be the number one cause of climate change responsible for at least 51% of human-generated greenhouse gas emissions, as we are informed by Robert Goodland and Jeffrey Anhang of the World Bank in Livestock and Climate Change. And I, uh, there's a link for that. Check it out. Google it. Read it. Um, how can the Sierra Club not know this? If the Sierra Club does... I mean, if the Sierra Club does know this, why is it hiding it? But it's not hiding. I mean, it apparently doesn't know it because now it's it's claiming figures of 14 percent. It it's really ignorant, and uh, there's something that seems almost criminal in uh, in environmental ignorance on on the part of an environmental group. So anyway, Daisy, please relax. Bye bye. Um, so uh, if the Sierra Club does know this, why is it hiding it? If it doesn't know this, what kind of environmental group is it? Um, In either case, I mean, the Sierra Club loses all credibility. 
uh, as if it didn't look goofy enough in Cowspiracy, now we have the writing of the editor of the official magazine. Um, and, you know, you read the writing of the editor of the Sierra Club and uh, you think you're reading The Onion, basically. Oh, I should tell you that uh, a Professor Fr Gary Francione won't be able to make it to this week's show. He has uh, work. Uh, he's uh, occupied at Rutgers University. Um, so uh, he'll be back with us next week. Okay. Back to uh, back to what I, uh, I, I've intended to post and should post during April uh, regarding the Sierra Club. Uh, surely the Sierra Club is aware of the leading role of animal agriculture in deforestation, desertification, soil erosion, resource squandering, water shortage, pollution, habitat and ocean depletion, and GMOs. Or is it? Um, I don't see any of this on its website. You know something? I didn't see anything about chemtrails, uh, geoengineering in the sky. What, what, what about that? What about chemtrails and geoengineering? What about uh, the uh, aluminum, aluminum and barium, you know, that, that we're breathing? That, um, you know, what about Monsanto coming out with seeds and plants that are tolerant of aluminum? Um, I don't see any of that on these environmental websites, if they are indeed environmental websites. Um, when we are told by the world's leading ecologists, Goodland and Anhang, that the only solution for climate change before it's too late is a massive population shift to vegan living. What do we get from the Sierra Club? It's more meat. Yes, the Sierra Club would like to save the planet by pointing fingers and blaming someone else. Trump, coal, uh, coal plants yet to have been built, future pipelines. Uh, but again, asking me to give up my meat, that, now that's asking too much. Right? Let's face it. One simply cannot be a meat, dairy, fish, egg, and honey-eating environmentalist unless, of course, one receives the blessing of a pseudo-environmental organization to do so. Much like uh, HSUS gives the uh, animal stamp of approval, the uh, certified humane stamp of approval. So here from the Sierra Club. Uh, some months back, the Sierra Club published one of its absurd pro-meat rationalizations, an actual shopping list of the eco-friendliest meats, as if there were any. And I have a link here that I will post when I post this. Um, so what's next, Sierra Club? A list of the friendliest terrorist attacks, the happiest wars, you know. I, I can see, can't you just see a, a, you know, a peace activist group saying, oh, you know, the, the U.S. Is, is only using depleted uranium in the Middle East. It's not, not really like nuclear bombs, you know. So that's kind of okay, right? So, you know, so, so what about the, uh, yeah, the sustainable meat? They, they, they don't even mention in an article on sustainable food, they don't even mention that uh, what grows from the earth is what is most sustainable. You know, fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, seeds, beans. That's what's sustainable. They don't even mention that on their page on sustainable food. They just say, oh, feeding GMOs to, to animals on factory farms. So I guess the Sierra Club would be happy if all the animals were freed 
from factory farms, which is not practical. There's not enough land to do that. And then those animals who are freed from the factory farms when they're out there on, on pasture and they're being labeled grass-fed or pasture-raised, they're producing 400% more methane than uh, they are their uh, highly confined uh, brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, cousins, nephews. Um, so I said in, in this article or post that I haven't posted yet. So I don't know what it is. It's just, you know, what is it? It's, it's a draft on a draft in my laptop, basically in a draft in my laptop. You, I guess you haven't been able to see this. Yes. The only one able to see this so far has been the CIA. Um, so anyway, over the years as an animal advocate, I have observed the ongoing ever growing corruption and compromise of the animal rights movement and the accompanying enabling propaganda, much of which uh, reaching the heights of outright stupidity. Lately, though, it seems that almost everywhere I, I look, I am bombarded by stupidity from social media to politicians to mainstream media. I am to the point of being jaded now, almost numb to whatever the next episode of stupidity may be. That is why I am so impressed by the recent article by Jason Mark the um, meat-eating editor of Sierra, the Sierra Club magazine. Uh, his article toured a moral case for meat-eating. By consuming other animals, we can affirm our animal nature, drawing ourselves closer to the earth. Um, what is this guy on? Um, I don't want any of it, whatever it is. Um, so it says, I mean, that, that, that's the title of it, basically. This article on the Sierra Club, Toward a Moral Case for Meat-Eating, By Consuming Other Animals, We Can Affirm Our Animal Nature, Drawing Ourselves Closer to the Earth. Uh, we should actually be affirming our herbivore nature. Uh, we are not carnivores, but uh, I guess this, uh, this dude wants, to, wants us to be confused, you know, about... Uh, you know, our, uh, our, our eating identification, right? Or, um, anyway, pretty much the, by the title and subtitle, one is forewarned that this may be the most warped writing ever, and the article does not disappoint. Mr. Mark begins, quote, I once experimented with vegetarianism. I once experimented with vegetarianism for a couple of years. When people asked my reason for foregoing meat, I told them that, while I had no problem with killing animals, I didn't want to have to feed them. Um, so, well, Mr. Mark didn't want to feed animals, but somebody had to raise the cows whose milk he drank and the chickens whose eggs he ate as a so-called vegetarian. Um, and let us also note that the Sierra Club hires as the editor of its magazine someone who has no problem with killing animals. Huh? I mean, this is a reflection of the attitude of the, of the environmental movement in general and, you know, is one of the basic foundational flaws dooming it to failure. I mean, what, what is the environment anyway? A bunch of rocks, a bunch of sticks, you know, where are the animals in the, in the equation? I mean, this is their planet too. Um, where are our brothers and sisters of uh, companion species. 
traveling with us in in time you know whose whose mother is also planet earth huh how much better could the world be if the editor of the sierra club magazine actually did have a problem with killing animals uh, instead he is the one chosen to write about the morality of killing animals and eating their flesh and uh, in such writing his mission is to create a new morality in essence an immoral morality which uh, you know kind of fits the times when you come right down to it right mr mark actually does make some sense for a paragraph or two when soberly assessing some of the negative aspects of animal agriculture versus vegan eating, although he emphasizes uh, that uh, industrialized animal agriculture is more to blame, ignoring that grass-fed, pasture-raised animals can produce up to 400% more methane than those in confined imprisonment. But Mark does uh, enumerate significant environmental destruction by animal agriculture, which should lead him to a vegan conclusion, shouldn't it? But instead, he embraces, you know, reductionism, reducitarianism, reduction of consumption, uh, citing counterproductive campaigns, meatless Mondays, reducitarian solution, vegan before six, um, that purport uh, to do just that, but do not. They reduce nothing. They, you know, I mean... Seriously, look, look at Meatless Mondays, the egg industry, the egg, it's a bonanza for the egg and dairy industries and the egg industry thanks Meatless Mondays for its highest egg sales in uh, the last 30 years. That's Meatless Mondays for you. Uh, let's see, reducitarian solution, what's that? Oh, I think I'll eat less meat uh, and, uh, you know, in, 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 instead of uh, 44 pounds of uh, fish this year, I'll eat uh, 43 and a half pounds of fish. Um, vegan before six, that uh, yeah, nonsense from Mark Bittman, uh, who, uh, who says, you know, be vegan before six, but as of dinner time, you know, be as environmentally destructive, um, you know, immoral uh, as you like, because after all, it's uh, after six. And, and Bittman also says... Uh, he uh, wakes up in the morning and puts dairy in his coffee. So, so he cheats way before six. Um, what's the point of that anyway? I don't think your heart, uh, you know, and, and the development of heart disease will say, oh, you know, he, he was vegan before six. So let's not give the guy a heart attack. huh? Let's, let's not give him cancer. Um, anyway, back to this Greenpeace thing. Mark says, the meat reduction pledges seem to be saying, all bad things in moderation, including moderation. Well, uh, which, uh, and, he, and he says, which has me wondering anew, can meat actually be a good thing? But isn't it amazing? He says, uh, the meat reduction pledges seem to be saying all bad things in moderation. So he admits that consuming meat is a bad thing. So why do a bad thing at all? Why do a bad thing in moderation why do a bad thing at all if it's bad? Uh, but anyway, uh, he considers all bad things in moderation, including moderation. And he says, which has me wondering anew, can meat actually be a good thing? Is there any way to make a moral case for eating animals? Well, of course not. Uh, the answer, Mr. Mark, is simply no. No, 
Huh? Didn't didn't you just call it a bad thing? Huh? Shouldn't you be wondering about something more productive, you know? I mean, read your own article, Mr. Mark. Do you see where you write, quote, if we acknowledge that eating animals will cause them some measure of pain, then it's impossible to defend on a strictly ethical basis. Um, think of Kant's uh, categorical imperative, which says, act only according uh, to that maxim whereby you can, at the same time, um, will that it should become a universal law. Uh, no, I don't understand the thing I just said either in, in quoting him, but uh, kind of typical for this article here. Uh, so un he says, unless you're willing to be kept, bred, and eventually slaughtered by a species of superior strength and or intelligence, you can't justify doing so to other species. Okay, so did you not convince yourself there, Mr. Mark? So uh, he says, if you spent any amount of time thinking about the morality of meat-eating, you might have already come to this conclusion. And if you're like 97% of Americans, you still eat meat. Isn't this uh, blatant hypocrisy? Not necessarily, Mr. Mark says. Well, actually, it is blatant hypocrisy, isn't it? But Mr. Mark wants to argue with himself uh, irrationally, so let's have him uh, have a go at it here. He says, not necessarily. According to ethicist Paul Thompson, the author of From Field to Fork, uh, whoops, glad I said that right, From Field to Fork, Farm Ethics for Everyone, uh, moral ideas are exactly that, or, or moral ideals are exactly that. Ideals, something we strive for. A Christian, for example, isn't necessarily a bad Christian just because she doesn't give away all of her worldly possessions to the poor. Uh, charity doesn't require asceticism, uh, end quote. Is this ridiculous, huh? What? Moral ideals are exactly that, just ideals, something we strive for? Really, Mr. Mark? I mean, do we merely strive not to kill, strive not to rape, strive not to steal, strive not to abuse children? Um, I mean, how how hard should we strive, huh? I mean, uh, I don't know. It seems like quite a mindless analogy. What, because we don't expect a Christian woman to rid herself of worldly possessions? It's okay to slit someone's throat? It's, you know, I mean, this is pretty stupid right here, I'd say. Pretty stupid all over this article. Uh, I may have to heckle uh, Mr. Mark in caps and parentheses as Mr. Mark uh, writes. You'll hear my heckling in caps here. Okay, so he writes, the question becomes, might the suffering that animals experience in the course of being, uh, wait a second, let's try that again. The question becomes, might the suffering that animals experience in the course of being sacrificed for human food contribute to some other social good? I think the answer is a conditional yes. Mr. Mark says, and again, how stupid, huh? I mean, intentional, intentional suffering as a social good. This guy is addicted to his, this guy doesn't want to give up his meat. That's, that's it. Can't give up my meat for the environment. So, you know, we'll, we'll make a social good out of suffering. He says, by eating animals, we can remind ourselves of our animal natures. Well, if you need a reminder, huh? Why don't you write yourself a post-it note? 
And again, uh, I don't know. Um, our animal nature is herbivorous, not carnivorous or omnivorous. But uh, we need to remind ourselves. So get yourself a, a, a recycled paper post-it note, Mr. Mark of the Sierra Club. Uh, he says, that recognition of our corporeal uh, reality, the uh, fact that we are flesh and blood and bones and skin, each of us ever on the way to very likely an unpleasant end can, like few other things, keep us connected to the living earth. Surely such a connection is vital in an age of increasing disassociation between human civilization and non-human nature. Um, of course, Mr. Mark could take a walk, right? Couldn't, couldn't you take a walk in the park, huh? Or grow a garden, Mr. Mark. How about that? That, that might get you in touch with nature, huh? So, uh, uh, I don't know. He says, when we kill other animals for our sustenance, as long as we do so with careful moral consideration and to kill with careful moral consideration, I would have to say, is total delusion. Huh? How can that be? Well, the guy wants to eat a steak, so, you know, we, we put up with him. He says, uh, so as long as we do so, as, as long as we, you know, uh, kill uh, other animals for our sustenance, as long as we do so with careful moral consideration, um, it can it can reinforce our interdependence with other species, linking linking humans to the rest of nature. Whew. This is the strangest. I mean, really, this this is. I've never. I don't know. Have you ever heard? I mean, this is such gibberish. I'm 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 speechless. I'm speechless because I've just spoken the gibberish of 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 the king of gibberosity here. Um, I mean, if if I were on the Sierra Club staff, I mean, I, I'd really be a bit nervous uh, being in the same building as this guy. I mean, you know, killing with careful moral consideration. Uh, I think Jeffrey Dahmer did that, didn't he? Try, he tried that. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he tried. Uh, I, I'm sure he tried his darndest, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, to kill with careful moral consideration. Um, and that linkage is a social. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking Mr. Mark here, Sierra Club magazine editor, he says. And that linkage is a social as well as a trans species good. That, so that killing, that killing of animals is a uh, social as well as a trans species good. Uh, to which I respond, H-U-H question mark, D-U-H question mark. Huh? Duh? He continues, how did this guy, how is he the editor of the Sierra Club magazine? He says, by taking another animal's life, we can attune ourselves to the laws of ecology and the laws of the animal world of which, of which we as animals are a part. But again, we are herbivores, Mr. Mark. He says, those laws state that everything is connected and that there can be a uh, harmonious balance in a natural food chain. Mindful meat eating. Mind another delusional concept that we're making up here. Um, 
as an excuse, a rationalization to continue eating uh, what we what we see is immoral here. So he says, mindful meat eating. I mean, that's a total impossibility, right? Mindful meat eating. Mind, uh, anyway, he says, mindful meat eating plugs us into that chain and connects us to the fates of other living beings. I'm sorry, this is the most gibberish I've ever read, ever, ever, ever in my life. And he says, uh, paradoxical as it might sound. Um, I, I think it sounds a little more psycho, psychopathic than paradoxical, to tell you the truth. Uh, he says, the conscious carnivore, more fiction, the conscious carnivore. Um, that's a fictional character, again, the Sierra Club. Uh, I guess, you know, it's it's fake environmental news, so it's, it's a fictional uh, magazine now. Uh, he says, uh, the conscious carnivore can reestablish our moral obligations to the other species with whom we share this planet. Meat eating can be an ecological good insofar as the act reaffirms an environmental ethics that places other species' interests alongside human species. And quote, sorry, uh, but uh, the utter stupidity of this article is it's actually beyond words now. I mean, I'm, I'm speechless. How did Mr. Mark get hired by the Sierra Club? Or anybody? How, how, how would anybody hire him? Okay, that's it. I can't, can't take any more of uh, that article. I actually can't take any more of the Sierra Club with its... Uh, compromised environmentalism, and immoral morality. That's what the Sierra Club is selling us. Immoral morality, uh, anti-environment environmentalism, um, attempting to justify the unjustifiable with this kind of trash talk. Really, it's a new low in, uh, in pollution, I think, or at least polluted thinking. Uh, although it is a new high, uh, in, uh, I don't know, stupidity, new high in stupidity from the Sierra Club, Sierra Club magazine. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, after, after seeing this article, I, I would be embarrassed to be a member of the Sierra Club. You know, it's like, Hey, Hey, join the Sierra Club. Check it out here. Have a copy of our magazine. Read this. Huh? Pretty amazing. Okay. I think, uh, I think I've had enough. I've had enough of the Sierra Club. Uh, I think I might. Uh, I think I might want to take a break now. I think uh, Daisy's telling me a little tummy rub for a minute or two, and then we'll continue. And again, uh, our program is listener supported. This uh, weekly program, our talk show, Radio Bobby, uh, which is coming very soon. Our 24-7 online music station coming soon, a project of Go Vegan Radio. Um, we need your support for that. We'll have to pay music publishing fees every month. Uh, so we will really need your help. Um, I don't know. Um, it's uh, kind of strange that so many people make donations to the Sierra Club and 350.org and Greenpeace and the Humane Society of the United States and Mercy for Animals and the Humane League, all of whom promote meat. Uh, so this is vegan activism. If you would actually like to support vegan activism, 
uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Our, this program is listener supported. Radio Bobby will be listener supported. And, you know, we have a, a lot to do to, to create a, a vegan world together. And uh, it is the imperative. It is the only solution for climate change, although you wouldn't know it from the anti-environment environmental groups. Um, that's why Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, Go Vegan Radio, the 501c3 nonprofit is uh, critically important. Uh, apparently, uh, if you look at the fake news, fake environmentalism, I think that makes this uh, program one of the most important shows in the history of the universe. Uh, and you haven't made a donation yet? Uh, no guilt, no guilt uh, this time. Nothing like the present. We're, we're in the present. Present moment is now. And you can uh, go to the website and find the donate button at goveganradio.com. Again, that's goveganradio.com. And we will continue on Go Vegan Radio with Bobby. Thank you. 
continue on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at GoVeganRadio.com. On Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. Um, yeah, there are those two Bob Linden pages. And we're starting a new uh, Facebook group for Go Vegan Radio. So we hope you'll join us there. Remember, we are listener-supported, so we would greatly appreciate your tax-deductible donation at GoVeganRadio.com. Click the Donate button. Uh, we started a Patreon. You know, there's just so much to do. Who can even keep up with it? You know, we're, we're on Stitcher. Wasn't I supposed to get some money from Stitcher? I, you know, people listen to us on Stitcher, and there was supposed to be some payment plan. I don't think I ever checked on that. Maybe, maybe there's a fortune in the bank. Maybe that'll help us... Uh, Finance Radio Bobby, the music station that's coming uh, from Go Vegan Radio very soon. And uh, there'll just be so much music on there, including we'll be playing music from Maccabee, who's a reggae artist, and he's vegan. And, uh, you know, he says it loud. He's vegan and he's proud. It, uh, the message comes through in his music. Uh, there's a great song that he has called Wa Me Eat. Um, and uh, there's also a song, Too Much Chicken, and those songs will be uh, played on Radio Bobby, and Maccabee also has come out now lately with what he calls Medical Mondays, which of course would be far superior to Meatless Mondays, because the world has interpreted Meatless Mondays to mean, oh, you mean uh, Dairy and Egg Mondays? No, we didn't get the message across that it should be vegan Mondays. So, um, you know, as I said, the egg industry celebrates Meatless Mondays, uh, saying it, it's a bonanza. It's helped the egg industry achieve its highest sales in 30 years. That's Meatless Mondays because they are not vegan Mondays. And what's the point of Meatless Mondays or vegan Mondays if uh, they aren't uh, vegan Tuesdays through Saturdays also? Uh, isn't that the same as that uh, corrupted morality as reflected in the article by Mr. Mark and the Sierra Club? So anyway, so Maccabee um, actually, so so he's doing Wami Eat Wednesdays and he's doing uh, Medical Mondays and he's featuring uh, vegetables, you know? I mean, what, what an honorable thing to do. I mean, we always give attention to the people, you know, with the with the loudest explosions who make the loudest explosions or you know bang bang whatever um and yet along comes a kind soul like maccabee and uh, we've listened to some of his medical mondays uh one was about uh the cucumber right the cucumber and and he, he has me going i mean he had me uh chop up a cucumber and leave it in a jar of water which he called an energy drink with the electrolytes and then he uh, did a segment on watercress. And have I ever eaten watercress in my life? I don't even know. But I went out and I got some watercress and put it in the salad. I liked it. And it looks like uh, Maccabee uh, is interested now in the, the lime. So uh, how, what, what kind of rhyme will he make for the lime? Greetings, welcome to Maccabee's Medical Monday. Yeah, man, we know about lemon, but it's time to rhyme about lime. 
Lemon and lime sometimes are combined. Partners in, uh, not partners in crime, the juice and the peel and the zest and the rind, acidic outside, inside alkaline. It's a good way for some days to begin. A glass of warm water in the morning. Get half a lime and then squeeze it in. Expel the mucus and the toxin. Good for the liver, good for the skin, good for the kidney, the intestine, full of flavonized minerals, vitamin. That vitamin C is a serious thing. Even the skin they use for medicine, it's called modified citrus pectin. They say that it helps your immune system when the bad cells come exterminating. Smell the lime. What an aroma. Just like that, your mouth starts to water. That's your digestive saliva waiting for the vegan arrival. Soluble fiber. You will find in a lime. Lime water is better than pop every time. So far from reflux, maybe take time, but most people will be fine. A medical Monday. Yes, I am. So uh, that's Maccabee with his rhyme about lime. Uh, Maccabee is M-A-C-K-A, uh, and then B. So, uh, and uh, we'll be featuring lots of music by Maccabee on Radio Bobby. All kinds of great music. All kinds of great music. You'll, you ne- you'll, you'll never know what's coming next. I mean, that's just uh, just the way it'll be. A lot of music that you know, a lot of music you don't know. Vocals, instrumentals, just a lot of great music. All kinds of great music coming uh coming soon i'd like it to be the first week of june that we get it together as i said right now i'm doing the paperwork um so that we're legal paying all the music royalty fees that we have to ascap bmi sound exchange csac i'm told that it will cost a little more uh to be legal to be heard in canada but we have lots of friends in canada so we uh we want to we want to be heard in canada too so We'll have to pay those uh, music licensing fees, and we have to pay uh, the entire sound exchange uh, for a year. We have to pay that up front. So um, please donate. Please donate to Go Vegan Radio. There is a donate button at GoVeganRadio.com. Well, I see here from uh, the uh, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, the headline is Doctors, Parents, Teachers, sue California schools for serving students carcinogenic processed meats. So, wow, that sounds like a scandal, doesn't it? Um, So, okay, we'll have a typical reaction from me here. As As I quote, it says, school systems urged to replace processed meats with plant based options. Ah, that term plant-based, that term plant-based, ah, just, it's like, you know, it's like fingernails on a blackboard. Are there still blackboards in schools? People still scratch them and, um, I don't know, without the word vegan, it just, I don't know, I don't get it. I don't know if anybody gets it. Does anybody get what plant-based means? It's It's plant-based, so, again... Uh, you can have a cheeseburger, or you know, put 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 some chicken on a salad. This, you know, on greens, that's plant based, isn't it? The greens are are a base. That's made. That's a plant. Plant based. I don't. I don't know what the expression means. But anyway, it says the physicians committee, a nonprofit of twelve thousand doctors, filed a lawsuit on April twelfth to stop schools in California's Los Angeles Unified School District 
um, and Poway United School District from serving students processed meats, including hot dogs, pepperoni, and luncheon meats, uh, which are linked to colorectal cancer. So uh, LA Unified School District and Poway, which is near uh, San Diego. Uh, the lawsuit alleges that serving foods that have been linked to cancer in school lunches violates California's education code, which mandates that school lunches must be of the highest quality and greatest nutritional value possible. Processed meats are available daily on many California public school menus. Tracy Childs and Stephen, uh, Stephen Sarnoff, who have two children who were Poway United, uh, Poway Unified School District students, and Jennifer Mack, a Los Angeles Unified School District teacher, are also plaintiffs in the lawsuit against the California Department of Education, the Los Angeles Unified School District, and the Poway Unified School District. The World Health Organization recently released a report announcing that processed meats are a carcinogen, or, okay, it says announcing that processed meats are carcinogenic to humans. So that's a flat out, a flat out statement from the World Health Organization recently in a report saying that processed meats are carcinogenic to humans. End quote. And by the way, I mean, since they said that so emphatically, people jump on that. But the World Health Organization also said uh, that other meat was probably carcinogenic. So do we take that risk and serve the children something probably carcinogenic, but take away what, uh, you know, is just uh, said, uh, you know, like uh, as an imperative sentence? Am I remembering English? Anyway, so... Um, declaratory. And I wanted to be an English teacher instead of a, a radio disc jockey. Um, so the World Health Organization calls processed meats carcinogenic to humans. I know I'm repeating it, but where else do you hear it? Like it has to sink in. You know, you, as, as George W. Bush said, you know, you got to keep repeating the propaganda. Or here in our case, the proper Gandhi. Um, just like we have to keep repeating animal agriculture is the number one cause of climate change because where else do you hear it, right? Says the uh, authors highlighted a uh, meta-analysis that found an 18% increased cancer risk per 50 grams of processed meat, the equivalent of one hot dog or two strips of bacon consumed daily. So, um, you know, isn't this something that parents, you know, if, if one wants to be a responsible parent, you know, my mother didn't know better. I mean, she thought she was feeding me healthy food, meat, dairy, fish, eggs, cheese, you know, all of that. She thought, okay, this, this is healthy. But had my mother seen a report from the World Health Organization that said, uh, that, you know, found an 18% increased cancer risk per 50 grams of processed meat, the equivalent of one hot dog or two strips of bacon consumed daily, you know, I think my mother would have, uh, you know, 
made, made some dietary changes. And, uh, you know, shouldn't we as responsible parents take note of this and, and make those changes? I mean, it's not like we don't see heart disease and cancer all around us. It's not a surprise, huh? When somebody in the family comes down with heart disease or cancer, not a surprise. By the way, if you're listening to the show, uh, you know, when you're listening, please turn off your cell phone. Don't, uh, don't listen to the show with your, with your cell phone on. It'll be a distraction, and then uh, you won't realize that you... You can't feed processed meats to the kids. You can't really feed, feed them any animal products and feel good about it. Meat, dairy, fish, eggs. Yeah. Not healthy. Carcinogenic. Um, so the quote here is, as parents, we want what's best for our kids. Providing healthy school meals is a no-brainer. Well, actually, don't we need it to be a brainer? Isn't it sometimes don't we need to actually use our brain and recognize something? Like, I think, <laughs> I think feeding the kids hot dogs is actually the no-brainer, isn't it? Um, we need more brainers in the world. We actually use our brains if they're not brain dead from, uh, you know, no, no blood flow, uh, which I think that's called a stroke, isn't it? Um, no blood flow to the brain. Um, I'm not a doctor. I just, uh, you know, quote their study. Anyway, so as parents, we want what's best for our kids. Providing healthy school meals is a no-brainer. Not only do healthful foods help students learn and focus in the classroom today, but they can protect our children's future health. And uh, considering the uh, health care plans that we have in this country, I think it's about time that we gave vegan a chance, huh? How about that? Um, when uh, you have T. Colin Campbell of the China study telling us that, and again, you, you know, you think I would research this. I mean, it's my own radio show. He did say on this show that um, animal protein is responsible for at least 80% of fatal degenerative disease and not much of it in terms of animal protein. He may have said 90%, but I I keep saying 80% because I'm not sure if he said 90%. So I should check on that because 90% is, is a higher number and I should use that. But doesn't 80% sound really high? Doesn't uh, at least 51% of all greenhouse gas emissions sound high? That's from animal agriculture. Um, but I uh, digress. Do I digress or am I just constantly digressing? Okay. What does it say here? A recent study published by the National Cancer Institute found that young people today have double and quadruple the risks of colon and rectal cancers, respectively, compared to those born in the 1950s. Ah, like as, as I was. Um, due to low fiber diets, high consumption of processed meats, and lack of physical activity. Colorectal cancer is now skyrocketing among young people, says Susan Levin, MSRD, Physicians Committee Director of Nutrition Ed Education. Uh, California should ban processed meats now to take steps to bring down rates in Generation Z and beyond. California should ban, you know, meat, dairy, fish, and eggs, really, if we came down to that. But, but we do have the quote from the World, World Health Organization, um, 
saying it, that, you know, it's definitely a carcinogen, even though all the other stuff's a carcinogen too. It says those who consume the most processed meat also have an increased risk of death from cardiovascular disease, America's leading cause of death, according to a 2009 National Institutes of Health study of more than half a million people. A recent JAMA study uh, found that processed meat consumption was tied to 57,766 deaths from uh, cardiometabolic diseases in 2012. The Physicians Committee sent both school districts a uh, toolkit with information on removing processed meats from their menus, along with a booklet featuring affordable, uh, student-tested, plant-based recipes. Darn, I wish they would have sent them vegan recipes um, because the kids might think vegan food is appetizing, but eating a plant may not sound so appetizing. But I know people like to run away from the word vegan. Um, anyway, so whatever. I think I need. I want to call PCRM and talk about this uh, this nomenclature, this this plant based plant based stuff. You know, because uh, when I when I see a food label and I see uh, certified, you know, vegan certified, I trust it. You know, I uh, I don't know how much I trusted in the UK since, you know, some months back we had a discussion and it seems like the vegan society in the UK was putting that on food labels and on the same food label it said, uh, you know, it's like certified vegan may contain fish or certified vegan may contain dairy. That's not not really what I'm looking, you know, to, to get out of my food label certifications. So I don't see anything that says certified plant-based and that really wouldn't mean anything because those who are closest to what they call a plant-based diet and people with forks over knives and others, uh, various chefs have said that a plant-based diet does not necessarily mean eliminating animal products from the diet. I guess it would like to reduce them, reducitarianize them, uh, minimize them. But uh, so therefore, if a plant-based diet is not vegan and includes animal products, then when do we get to the point when we consider those animal products actually plant-based? Like uh, pasture-raised pasture-raised chicken, right? I mean, the, the chickens were raised, they were on the pasture. Of course, they were eating insects also, and, you know, poking around. But uh, I don't know where we draw the line. Uh, sure, it would be nice uh, to see the word vegan. I'm so confused by what plant-based means. So anyway, um, there you have it. Um, suing. I, I, I remember trying to uh, get vegan foods into the LA Unified School District a while back. That was... Uh, Quite a challenge talking to them, especially because, you know, the animal so products, so-called animal products are so subsidized, so, so cheap. You know, we're paying for them with our tax dollars, you know, and then uh, and then and then look at the, the state of health care 
and everybody all concerned about Obamacare, single payer, all of that, um, all to address the uh, the symptoms of uh, of what Americans eat: meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. So um, there, we 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 solved our environmental problem. We solved climate change today by uh, by addressing the issue and saying, "Go vegan." And now, uh, you know, let's let's address the health crisis. You just saw some of the figures. I mean, you can you can Google it all day long and find studies that associate the consumption of uh, animals, you know, meat, dairy, fish, and eggs, animal products, with heart disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes, osteoporosis, and on and on it goes. And if we care about our children. We want to, uh, you know, feed them healthy food. I mean, they're helpless. They're helpless. There they are, what, in elementary school. They're helpless, and we're shoving a carcinogen down their throats. Don't we, don't we have those warnings in California, aren't there, on the, you know, like when there are toxic substances in the building, aren't they required to post something on the wall? You know, I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an example, you know, but electronic equipment, you know, whatever. If there's if there's some toxic something in in the area, I think something has to be posted. And yet we we shove a toxic substance. We shove a carcinogen down down the kids throats in the school lunch program. And they are totally innocent. And they, you know, they 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 can't refuse it. They don't know to refuse it. Where are we? Where's our thinking? It's a no-brainer. And again, I think I think we need to be done with the no-brainers and and actually use our brain and use our heart uh, because uh, you know the, the kids are not only eating something; they're eating someone. Uh, all of this unnecessary murder, all of this unnecessary—I mean, just just for the pleasure of uh you know the taste of ketchup or or, or mustard or, or mayonnaise actually veginase is so much better than mayonnaise because it's vegan but uh you know all these animals sacrifice for nothing to give the kids heart disease and cancer and destroy the environment so uh all right hopefully uh we'll uh, we'll start thinking uh sometime soon i think do i want to do one more break or do i just want to End the show and save, save this for, uh, let's see. Eh, it's coming up on 7 o'clock. Daisy looks like she wants to take a walk. I have, you know, it's uh, just more environmental news that I would, that I would like to cover. Um, I'll, I'll do that next week. Um, Professor Francione will be back with us next week. Um, so, yeah. So, one more reminder that April is... Go vegan to stop climate change. Um, and I know Jacob is uh, showing me the video that I was uh, going to run, another video. But I'm, I'm going to save that for next week. That's, that's more environmental news related to uh, James Hansen. And, uh, and again, again, these, these false solutions for, for, for climate change. I, I don't really understand how people are promoting a, a carbon tax uh, or, or as Bernie uh, likes to promote a carbon tax, a carbon tax. I mean, 
another no-brainer where we should be using our brains. Do we, you know, I mean, what, what a scam that'll be, right? A carbon tax? Really? Really? That's going to cut down on carbon emissions? Really? Or is it just going to be another hedge fund scam that enriches Wall Street? And uh, what you'll see, the only ones paying for that will be, uh, you know, school children who use, who use carbon paper. Yeah, make them pay. They're the ones to blame. Yeah, they're, the, they're the, the welfare mothers. Yeah, they're the ones to blame. That's whom we blame in our military welfare state. Um, okay, so uh, did I mention that you can support our program with a tax-deductible donation? Uh, well, you can, and we'll just uh, keep coming on every week talking about what nobody else seems to want to discuss, the environmental groups, the animal rights groups. Uh, you know, we're... We're here. Uh, we're here for you. We're here for the animals, and uh, we hope that uh, if you're not vegan yet, now's the time for whatever reason for the animals, for your health, and for the environment. It is the only way to stop climate change. Again, support our program with a tax-deductible donation. Click donate at goveganradio.com. Thank you for listening.